From the most Espo Grand Arena on Tatooine to Mas Kanata's castle on Takodana, you're listening to Star Scavengers, a Lego Star Wars podcast with a focus on the Freemaker adventures. I am one of your hosts, Jonah Marie Macias, and I am here with my co-host, Aaron Goins. How's it going, Aaron? Pretty good. Good to have you back. You, I know. Uh, you ran away to San Diego Comic-Con. I did. I ran away, and I thought I was going to join the circus, but no, that's not why I ran away. I ran away to be at SDCC, so that was fun. <laughs> I hear it's kind of a circus. It is. Oh, man, there was so much happening there. Like I, My feet were killing me at the end of each day, <laughs> um, but it was a lot of fun. I was hoping to catch a few Lego... Um, Freemaker Adventures sort of uh, displays there, but I didn't see anything on the show floor. Maybe I missed it, but I did catch the Hera Syndulla uh, six-inch uh, Black Series figure there and Sabine as well. So those were very, very cool to see in person. And there were other cool panels that happened, meeting up with Star Wars friends. So that was always, that was a treat. I think I saw you post some pictures of like at least like lego statues right um yes there was a lego statue of the rogue one troop i forget no it's uh i forget what the name of the trooper is um shadow trooper am i thinking of the the right one was it the one with the black armor yes okay yeah because there was the scout not the scout trooper there was the shore trooper but that one wasn't lego that was just a regular costume I think, are they calling them um, death troopers in this movie? Death troopers, that's what they are. Yeah, I remember now because someone didn't know whether to separate them or to have them together like Stormtrooper. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, I saw that picture. That looked pretty cool. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. But there was one other Lego Star Wars related thing that you saw. That I saw? Yes. It had to do with fashion. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't believe I forgot that. It was the most spectacular thing of that weekend was right? Ashley Eckstein's dress for the Her Universe fashion show. She was wearing a dress that was made of Legos. Lego, I should say. And man, that was so cool. It, it was Ahsoka's... And I, I got a chance to see it in person. It was Ahsoka's uh, face on it um, that was inspired by Dave Filoni's drawing that he had made a few years ago. So, oh, that was gorgeous. And it walked very nicely. Apparently it was 25 pounds, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm su- I was surprised that wasn't the first thing you brought up. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like that was the most up your alley. It was Lego. It was Star Wars. It was Ahsoka. It was Ashley Eckstein. Yeah. It was fashion. I mean, it's everything. <laughs> the only thing it was missing was like a Captain Rex minifig on top or something. Oh, man, that would have been so cool. But she was actually carrying um, a Lego Millennium Falcon as her purse. Oh, wow. See, yeah. I saw the image, and I, the first thing that I noticed was I thought her hair looked awesome. Oh, yeah, her hair was spectacular with the braids and the blue extensions to make it look like the stripes on her Leku and Montrals. Those were awesome. Yeah, and Ashley just looked great. It was, and the first thing I noticed was the hair, and then, and then I saw the dress and noticed that it had, you know, Ahsoka, and it looked really cool. But I, from the distance that you know, I'm viewing it just in an image, I couldn't tell that it was made out of Lego bricks um, until somebody, you know, said something about it being made out of Lego, and I was like, oh, well, we have to talk about this on the show. Yeah. <laughs> 
So you got you got to see it in person. How close were you able to get up to it to see the detail? Well, I didn't get too close for the actual show itself. I managed to get closer the next day when she had it on display at an interview she was doing out at the park behind SDCC. Um, so that's where I got to see it in person. I got my face was right up against it. <laughs> Oh, okay. So you yeah, got to yeah. touch it or no? No, I didn't want to touch it. I didn't want to be called out on it. <laughs> but it was... Such I, a I took, polite fan. I know. I wanted to, though, because I wanted to take a picture with it. Um, but I was too busy taking pictures of it that I didn't take a chance of taking one with it. Uh, but yeah, I, I took pictures of it. And you can really see the, the awesome detail of the blocks being sewn because there's a there's a I believe there's a uh, cloth part to it underneath that the Legos are sewn onto so it's not crazy glued or anything it's all been sewed in to that that part right well that's really cool that you got to see that um the fact that you got to go to San Diego Comic-Con I've never been to San Diego Comic-Con um so I you know that's one of those things I, I get to watch from afar I don't know if I'll ever make it, but um, New York Comic Con is definitely uh, one that I'm going to be going to, and I hope to see some similar things there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I hope maybe she'll bring it with her. I hope so. That would be cool if they have it on display there. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, it'll be interesting as it gets closer to New York Comic Con to see what you know, panels they'll be doing and if there would be any kind of presence for you know a show like Freemaker Adventures. I know they've done you know, Star Wars Rebels and Star Wars The Clone Wars panels up there in the past. But um, I don't know if they would do something with Freemaker Adventures, but that would be awesome. It would be, yeah. I, I hope so. Well, speaking of Freemaker Adventures, there we, on the last episode that you were not able to be a part of, we did do a review of the, the uh, Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens video game. Oh, cool. But we didn't talk about the downloadable content where you can play as the characters from Freemaker Adventures, which that just dropped, I believe, as we're recording this, that just dropped today. Yeah, it did. Yeah, I saw that this morning, and I was like, got to tag, <laughs> got to tag Star Scavengers, because uh, that that's pretty neat. Although the video didn't show them. I think they were just so prequel There was characters. a video that shows them. Oh, okay. okay. I must have seen a different video. So, and it's really short, so you know what you should do? You should just click on that link that's right in our show notes. Okay, okay, I will. <laughs> and I think it's like the second video down, but you'll you'll recognize it. And then go ahead and watch it. I wanna, I want, I want your live reaction to this to this uh, trailer for the Freemaker <laughs> Adventures downloadable content. I'm thinking this is Ram or Bash. I don't know which one's this one. <laughs> I, I think they're interchangeable, really. Yeah. <laughs> we we should look really closely at the two characters and see what you know what about each one makes the other one unique. Oh man, it's Cordy and Sander. Oh, Rowan! <laughs> Roger with his mom. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is so cool. Gravala. Oh, wow, he just knocked that guy out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so neat. Xander, superhero action guy. <laughs> Oh, Nare. Oh, that was awesome. That was a nice final shot of Nare there. Right? 
slicing in you her. To, you could play as Nora, Nare with the lightsaber. That yeah, I wanted to get kind of a live reaction when you said you hadn't seen it yet. I was like, yes, perfect, because <laughs> I I think your your reactions probably are a little bit more animated than mine would be. But um, <laughs> that was that was perfect though. Um, yeah, I thought I I came across that trailer um, just a little bit before we're, we're recording. And um, I thought it made it look really cool. It makes me want to dive back into the game and maybe get that downloadable content just so I can play as those characters. Yeah, that would be cool. And I wonder if the actors recorded voices for them because that's one thing that they didn't have in the in both videos that I saw now, that they didn't have any voices. It was very dramatic music and cool things happening. So I, I'd love to um, know whether they recorded separately for the game as well. Yeah, I'm not sure um, if they did voices or not, but that would be interesting to to kind of figure that out. But um, so, does this make you want to play that game more? I know you it haven't started does. yet. It makes me want to go grab a console <laughs> <laughs> or steal my brother's because he has a PlayStation Four, so I'll steal his. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that makes me want to play it because I'd I'd love to play as Rowan or Nare. That'd be so cool. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought when I saw the footage of Nare was really what made me excited to play. Um, and I, th- I'm trying to remember. I think they show her fighting mostly as a Jedi. Although we yeah. kn- we know everyone knows now she's revealed herself, but um, we know she's not a Jedi. But it's kind of cool to see her. I prefer her look with the white tattoos and the the blue lightsaber. I think that's a better look for her. Yeah, yeah. The the the, the light side is. That's a nice one. <laughs> yeah, not the not the screaming dark side. No, oh my gosh, her banshee screams. <laughs> yeah, no. It's horrible. <laughs> so yeah, that that's pretty cool. Um, you know, I definitely I've been trying to play through the game. If you listen to our last episode, I had some. Uh, I'm having a bit of a hard time getting through it and staying interested, but um, this I think might get me back into it. Awesome. And I guess there's no word out yet of whether Star Wars Rebels would be involved or anything like that in there, right? I think, um, you know, for now it looks like they have the prequel downloadable content and then the Freemaker adventures. I don't think, right as of now, we have anything Rebels related. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but I did like the trailer for the prequel stuff. Um, it was interesting to see, you know, what they included there, including uh, Darth Maul. Um, I believe like robotic legs, Darth Maul. Yeah, yeah, that's him. <laughs> I like the final shot where he's he's dancing around to the Star Wars music and his lightsabers are changing are different, different colors. colors. Yeah. <laughs> Very rave like, yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. So yeah, I might have to. I haven't looked, you know, I haven't gone on the Xbox One, you know, download area and see how much that stuff costs. I didn't get the season pass, I guess, which would include that stuff. Mm. So. um I'll have to see what the cost is on that stuff, but I think I, I'll definitely try to grab the Freemaker Adventures one. Sweet. So with you being gone, we did um, we did hold off on reviewing uh, the last episode, so we're actually going to review two episodes of Freemaker Adventures tonight: Race on Tatooine, and um, uh, what's the other one? The Test. Yes, the test. And I'm so glad we held off on it because Race on Tatooine was a lot of fun, and I love pod racing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I asked you, I remember asking you um, if you wanted us to hold off on reviewing it. And your response was kind of just like, yeah, do whatever you want. But I could just, I could tell you know, <laughs> yeah, a little I, hint of like, please wait, please wait. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be, you know, supporting, you know, supporting the team. I'm like, you can go on ahead without me, but please don't leave me. 
<laughs> so you were not left behind. We we uh, we are definitely going to be reviewing uh, both of those episodes tonight, and both were great episodes. They were. I really enjoyed them, and I wanted to watch them again, but I was at work, and I couldn't really do that. <laughs> Because I, I tried doing it last night, but then I fell asleep because I was just so exhausted from San Diego Comic-Con. And I don't even remember turning off my laptop. That's how tired I was. <laughs> but yeah, I was glad that I was awake, fully awake to watch these two episodes. And man, there were some great content in there. And I really, really enjoyed the pod racing part. And the just the the incorporation of the prequels in general. It's just, you see a lot of that stuff in there and they weave them in with all, the old trilogy and um, and it's just a lot, it makes it a lot of fun. It makes sense, you know, it feels natural. Yeah, they're they're not holding back with this show at all. You know, we're only, I think that, um, what, seventh episode? Is, is Race on Tatooine the seventh episode? I believe, yeah, it's seven. So we're only eight episodes into the show and we've already gotten, you know, Luke. We've gotten Leia, uh, Lando, Chewbacca. We Lando's have, deep. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we have uh, Dengar. We've gotten Jabba the Hutt. We've gotten uh, Cloud City, Tatooine, Felucia. Like it's, it, we're only like eight episodes in, and it just they they keep dropping all this stuff, and I, I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, and speaking of Cloud City, the the episode race on Tatooine starts out on Cloud City. We get to see Dengar and our favorite characters Ram and Bash um, breaking out of a prison on Cloud City. Yeah, yeah, and and Dengar had such a way of, of falling off that <laughs> out of off that um, edge there to very dramatic there with his Dengar. yeah his head wrap I guess which. Uh, basically doubled as a parachute yeah it does and it's funny because i didn't realize that that part of it is on his face and then when he takes it off it is no longer on his face like part of the block yeah his head right his lego head changes yeah it does (laughs) yeah um yeah it's interesting that character and maybe i mean you could this could be an interesting fact about the character you always kind of wonder what the head wrap's all about right Mm-hmm. And I know in the old Legends universe, it was kind of this whole story where he, you know, got into a race, a speed, I believe it was a speeder bike race with Han, and he wrecks, and he gets all these injuries, and that's why he has this, all these bandages on his head. Um, but in this version of Dengar, he doesn't look like he really, once he takes the wrap off, there's no injuries, it doesn't look like. So it almost seems like it's just a tool of the trade. Like he uses it, you know, he uses it as a parachute. He uses it <laughs> yeah. as, you know, a lasso at one point we saw. Or, yeah. You yeah. know, he uses it to climb down off of something as a rope. Like, you know, it's almost just he uses it as a tool and it's not there for any other reason. It just makes me laugh thinking of like actual, like an actual Dengar character you know like in the movie trying to do that and it just won't work and it just, yeah it wouldn't come across the same i don't think <laughs> no <laughs> we did get him in clone wars we which, did um, yeah, simon pegg voiced him yeah younger uh, younger than what we would have seen him in empire strikes back but i guess at this point he would be post what we saw in empire strikes back right right so this right. would be the latest i guess appearance of dengar um in the timeline Right, and and Ram and Bash is like, did he meant to? Did he mean to do that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like when he shows back up and he's like, "Come on, guys, you know, jump down on the cloud car with me." 
And he's like, I'm, you know, what I forget which one. He's like, Ram's afraid of heights. He's like, no, you're afraid of heights. (laughs) 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 And they're just like smushed into that seat there. (laughs) Right. I I love like our favorite characters keep returning, you know. You know, we get Dengar, Ram and Bash, Grabala. I think these are the characters that I think really bring the comedy up a notch. Oh, they and do. I, and they keep Definitely. showing back up. So I'm glad that the writers have, you know, they kind of figured out which characters, um, you know, can really bring the comedy. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of Gravala, he's there showing Java, you know, the new and improved beach resort that he wants to <laughs> uh, bring to life one day. But Java just doesn't give him the time of day. <laughs> I love his his Tordarian assistant. Yeah. Yep. Who can never quite get it right. Like in this episode, he, he comes in and he's got the, the picture of the resort, but it's upside down. Yeah. <laughs> And then the yeah, and I think in the next episode he kind of comes in late, comes like in five late, seconds. Yeah. <laughs> you missed your cue. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then yeah, and then the the bad guys Dengar and Ram and Bash come in, and that's when uh, Dengar reveals that he knows the location of the Freemakers now and who they are specifically. Right. Um, and now, so Rowan has kind of been tipped off. He thinks he, he knows the truth about Nare. Yeah. He, he's starting to suspect. I don't, he doesn't have like any solid proof at this point, but he's starting to suspect. And he, but he just doesn't want to tell Cordy cause he's kind of, he's kind of embarrassed that he got duped. Yeah. And yeah. he doesn't want to get the kind of, I told you so kind of speech from Cordy. Doesn't know how to break it to her. And, and it's funny because then. Uh, he gets to the point. Well, she, uh, Cordy, gets to the point where he, she's actually comfortable with Nare, and they actually get along, sort of. So, on top of not wanting to admit to Cordy that he was wrong, uh, there's this now conflict between his siblings and Nare, and now he himself and Nare. Right, and Nare, you know, at one point, Cordy would have been, you know, happy to hear, you know, anything negative about Nare. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. But now it's kind of like, oh, they've built this camaraderie, so it, it's going to be a little bit harder for the Freemakers to accept at this point. Yeah, yeah. But luckily we get, you know, um, Xander comes in and kind of breaks the tension with the news of this new job. Yeah, and then apparently Cordy thought that it was because Rowan had clapped his hand. <laughs> yeah, do it again. <laughs> oh, no, it didn't work. <laughs> it was just a coincidence. Just a coincidence. <laughs> And and they find out that Ben Quadineros, who was in episode one, which is pretty cool, uh, wants to hire the Freemakers to be their crew, to be his crew for the pod race that he's going to be entering. Right. And um, Xander is getting like, he's super excited about this opportunity. Oh, of course. Yeah. He loves pod racing. I mean, he goes down to the lower level to, to you know, sneak in and see what the races are all about there. So he he's totally up for this. And, and Cordy's like, no. And then he she finds out that there are credits. And she actually can't say no. She can't say no because there are credits involved. <laughs> right. Yeah, she literally cannot get the word out. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's Nare, who is contacted by Sidious. And I love that he was telling her, oh, no, they were saying that she we can't see her and we can't hear you. And it was just him playing around with her. Yeah, he just he's like, but my prank has a point. 
you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, yeah. So and then I like how at the the end of his little lecture to her, Vader kind of leans out and is like, "Good talk." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then she throws another tantrum. She is frustrated at the fact that she hasn't gathered these materials for her emperor, and that he's constantly on her back about it. <laughs> She, her her temperament kind of reminds me of Kylo Ren. Yes. You know, where she's constantly just losing her temper. She doesn't, like, cut things up quite like he does. But, yeah, she's one of those dark side users that really hasn't, you know, mastered the ability to keep it down. Yeah. To kind of keep it inside. She, she very much shows it. And... I guess this is the point where they are on Tatooine now. The Freemakers get to the location that they need to be in and they eventually find out that it's a trap. You know, Grabala had set this all up just so that he can get his hands on Rowan, who has the ability to find the Kyber Saber crystals that he wants so that he can get his beachside resort. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Grabala, I guess, threatened Ben Quad- yes. Quadineros. Um, so that's, that's how he kind of got in there. But then, you know, not to be outdone, Jabba the Hutt shows up as well. So we have Grabala the Hutt, Jabba the Hutt, um, which means we have Dengar and now Boba Fett shows up. Oh my God, that part was hilarious. (laughs) Cause you think something, you know, like some sort of, uh, head bashing is going to happen between them. And then all of a sudden, they break out into this best friend's handshake sort of right. thing. With poses and everything. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that kind of made me think of the Legends universe as well. Um, because in the Legends universe, the story of, of how Boba Fett survived the Sarlacc really involved Dengar. Uh, kind of nursing him back to health, and they, you know, become friends through that. So um, it is kind of a, a funny to see the two characters also in this in this Lego world being kind of buddy buddy. That, and I also love that Boba is voiced by D. Bradley Baker. Yes. So, and he mentions at one point that he's a clone. So <laughs> I know a lot of people are like think. Uh, are constantly saying, oh, you know, he's not a clone at this point. It could be someone else underneath the armor. Um, but it was neat to hear D. Bradley Baker do the clone voice for Boba. So that's, I found that very interesting and it got me really excited. <laughs> at least you have a mother. Yeah, at least you have a mother. I'm a clone. I'm a clone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we're getting all kinds of cameos. We even get. You know, we we had kind of talked about, you know, Luke and Leia being in the show and how we're definitely not going to get a Han Solo cameo because... Oh, I know. But we do. We do. And then Gravala's like, you just carry him around like that? It's kind of weird. Yeah. You take that everywhere with you? It's kind of... What's the word? Weird. Weird. Yeah, that was great. Oh, great. Just show, yeah. This is carries him around everywhere oh man just to show people off show show off that he has the authority to do stuff like that (laughs) yeah so apparently he doesn't just leave han hanging on the wall as a trophy but he he carries him around with him everywhere he goes exactly it's almost like his personal super bowl ring (laughs) yeah pretty much And then Xander, while this is all happening, Xander and the others are quietly fixing <laughs> the ship. 
in order for them to escape. And they actually end up entering the race in the process. Yes. Uh, we get them kind of last-minute entry to the race. You hear yeah. uh, uh, the, the announcer even mentions it. But the announcer that we get in the show was also the guy who voiced the announcer in The Phantom Menace as well. Oh, that's so cool. I didn't have a chance to research on that afterward, but that's yeah, great Greg, to hear. Greg Proops um, is the actor who does the voice. Um, and he kind of has a, a, super, a pretty recognizable voice. I don't know if you would know him from anything. Mm, uh, he used to be on the show Whose Line Is It Anyway? Oh, okay. The improv show. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of one of the more popular uh, actors on there, or one of the comedians, I guess, on that show. So he has a very recognizable voice. And so when I heard him on this, I was like, it's, it's either him or it's somebody doing a really good impression of him. And then I looked at the credits at the end, and it, and it was indeed the same actor who did the voice in The Phantom Menace. Awesome. So, yeah, they're they're doing a really good job with um, the voice acting on this show and even, you know, the guest whenever they, you know, the fact that we got D. Bradley Baker in this, you know, which is consistent to, you know, D. Bradley Baker doing the voice of all the clones. You know, now we're getting the guy who did the voice in The Phantom Menace for the announcer. So they're they're really doing they're doing a good job with that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that that part when they enter the race and you see them z- zipping by and Xander's just yells out pod racing. Yeah. <laughs> he does that a few times he in does. the episode. <laughs> pod racing. Yeah. And I love overall that the whole, um, that whole sequence reminded me of the Nintendo 64 game, the rate pod racer or the racer episode one and i used to love playing that game all the time and the level that always beat me was that one that was in the middle of the sky and you'd end up falling at every turn and i hated that level but one of my favorite levels was tatooine and it kind of reminded me of that and took me back to when i was younger playing that game so that was awesome yeah, I played that game as well. Although I will say I didn't get that same uh, nostalgia from watching this episode. Mm. But now that you mention it, I can see see where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. So. And um, and then from there, Rowan and Cordy are like hanging onto the very uh, the front of the the pod racer, and Dengar is just the. Jumping from pod racer to pod racer, trying to get to these characters, and I love the fact that Rowan held his own against him, against Dengar, and Cordy had to throw a a tool for him to actually get him off his back. <laughs> yeah, she rips apart off of the the pod racer the engine. The racer itself. You know, he <laughs> says, "I'd be really good to have a lightsaber right now," and she's like, "All right, here." And then she pulls off this part that you know is the closest thing to a lightsaber she can find which is basically some metal rod and he's like, Oh, that'll work. And then he just knocks him right off there. So yeah, he, he is definitely shown to be, he's not afraid and he's, he's a good fighter as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely picking up stuff from Nari and has the confidence to, uh, fight off whatever is chasing after him. So that's, that's awesome. And I know there was this one, 
uh, Twitter user. Her name's Amy, and she she mentioned at one point that it's very kid empowering. So I thought that was a nice choice of words from her because it is. You know, you have kids who don't really have that confidence to stand up to people, and it, it is nice to see kids in in shows have that sort of um, confidence and self esteem. Yeah, and he shows it even more in the next episode. Oh yeah, um, which for we'll sure. talk about. But uh, you know, Ram and Bash also go after them, uh, and they're they're in the speeder bikes trying to chase down the pod racer. Um, which uh, it's like Ram, you Bash, Bash, you Ram, <laughs> yeah. they, and then they just ram into each other. Um, <laughs> I like how Jabba starts talking smack to uh, Grabala, kind of making fun of his his people, but he does it all in Hatice, so we don't really know what he said. Right, right, and that Gravala tries to, like, hire Boba Fett yeah. in the process. He's like, unless, <laughs> I'm just saying. And he said no. No. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, and la- that was a winning. laugh out loud moment. Yeah, <laughs> and they end up winning the race, which is pretty cool. Yeah, which, right, you have... Uh, you have Xander who, you know, it's his dream to be in a pod race. And then the first one he enters in, he accidentally wins, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. So he, but he does win. Um, but they don't even stop to celebrate. They literally grab the trophy and then wreck the, the pod racer out into the desert. Yeah, they do. And then they have to find shelter. And Roger senses, you know, finds a shelter for them. And it turns out to be a sand crawler. Apparently an abandoned, an abandoned one because yeah. there were no Jawas, although there were Jawa costumes in there, apparently. Because <laughs> yeah. Rowan uh, does his best Jawa impression, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. And actually, speaking of impressions, um, I know one of the producers wants us to do our Chewbacca impression, our Wookiee impressions. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I was going to pretend I didn't see that tweet. <laughs> Well, we have to do them, Aaron. Maybe towards the end of the show. Maybe, yeah, maybe let me let me work up to it. <laughs> and so they're inside the sand crawler, and they think that the only way for them to get out of this is to call Nare. And Rowan, already suspecting that Nare is not who she claims to be, is like, "No, no, we we don't have to call her. We can figure it out away on our own." <laughs> right? Yeah, he's he's not too keen on the idea. But they're they think you know they need a hero like they say we need a hero who do they know Nare is is the one that can come and rescue them so um, and she does come and rescue them maybe she does, yeah. maybe not with the the right intentions but she does show up and uh, you know they use the thermal detonators they find in there and try to to hold them off as long as they can but Nare does show up and uh, she kicks some butt she does that was she... such a cool scene. She does have the skills to uh, to impress there, and I like that. At one point, Dengar and Ram and Bash wanted Grabala to apologize to them for trying to hire Boba Fett. <laughs> right? It, yeah, he does apologize, but kind of in a backhanded way. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Narek to the rescue was pretty sweet, and um, I'm trying to think: Did she ever? become dark side at that point uh, at any point during that fight or was she all lights uh appearing to be light side she appeared to be light side the whole time i don't yeah, remember yeah. ever the next time i think she loses her temper is when everybody gives her a hug oh yeah <laughs> 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 uh, 
she loses her temper for that. Yeah. <laughs> I did like the use of kind of the the line that we know. I love I love you. I know. But I, I this the scene where she's doing the fighting and then from a distance Xander sees her and he's like, I love her. And Cordy's like, I know. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, That's it was a awesome. good a pretty unique uh and clever use of that of that line, I thought. <laughs> yeah, his crush on Nari always cracks me up. But this and... is when this is when Rowan does get solid evidence. Not only does he find the red lightsaber but he also gets a phone call from the emperor. So <laughs> yeah, a hollow call, hollow mail. <laughs> so at this point, there's no question, you know, in his mind that that she is is not a good guy. No, no, she's definitely not the person she had mentioned herself to be at the very start of the show, and he ends up taking the lightsaber as proof, I, I guess, as a way to remind himself that this person's not who she says she is and I, I was pretty shocked that they that this happened so I mean it, we're only on the seventh episode so I, I was shocked that it didn't that it happened so quickly yeah um, I'm trying to remember what they announced as far as total number of episodes was mm-hmm. it was it 13 I want to say it was 13 but so we're kind of we're nearing you know we're definitely in the second half yeah now. Yeah. Of the season. Um, I'm I'm really curious to see where they're going with with that character because I almost feel like she's needed. Oh uh, yeah. In a way, yeah. like I guess she will now be. You know, maybe Grabala was kind of the one they were running from or trying to at least not get captured by, and now the they're it's going to up the stakes probably. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. now they don't have some hut crime lord after them. They they have well, as we'll find out in the next episode, they have both the hut crime lord and uh you know a Sith or whatever she is. An agent their, of the dark side. An agent of the dark side. <laughs> um, a wannabe inquisitor, whatever we're going to consider her. But yeah, they, they have a much more formidable opponent and they don't have that, you know, quote unquote Jedi in their, on their side now to protect them. That's true. I wonder if a new character will step in at any point to be that balance. Right. Um, or, you know, maybe Rowan, or maybe Rowan steps up to the plate, yeah. It'd be interesting if he keeps the red lightsaber um, and then she has the blue one, so that would be kind of an interesting dynamic if, if the good guy has the red lightsaber and the bad guy has the blue. Right, yeah, that'd be interesting. So and I think we could jump, kind of move into the second episode here. Sure. Um, as we're Because we're kind of already talking about it. Um, but The Test was the name of the this last episode that aired, and that aired on July 25th. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it kind of jumps right into, it continues the story on at this point, the Freemakers are, are aware that Nare is evil and they're kind of trying to get out of town, uh, to get away from her. Right. Yeah. And I thought, wow, they really jumped into it. There was no, <laughs> there was no pause or, or building up to it. It just, they went right into them trying to escape away from Nare. Like we didn't even see Rowan trying to explain to, Cordy and Xander that Nari's not someone they can trust anymore and it, it kind of reminded me of that meme of uh, I forget his name Will, Fer- oh, Will Ferrell where he says well that escalated quickly right <laughs> from from Anchorman yeah that's yeah it yeah <laughs> uh, it is exactly what I thought of when I saw that the they first probably needed to cut that type of a scene just because of how much they packed into this episode 
Oh, yeah. So yeah, they, they packed a lot. They're like, all right, the, the audience knows. They're well aware that she's bad. We don't need to have a whole scene where he's explaining it to them. You know, they've all seen it. Although I would have loved seeing Xander, like, <laughs> fall to his no. knees and cry. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, Nare is trying to get in, but Roger is very bad at lying, very bad at um, trying to keep her away. So she ends up uh, carving out a hole into the hangar. And she she's also also pulling the star scavenger towards her as they try to escape, which was pretty impressive. Yeah, she's she has nothing to hide anymore, so she has fully revealed herself. Rowan calls her out, and she's just like, the, of course I'm not a Jedi. The Jedi are all dead and, you know, killed by people like me. Yeah, you know, and she's, yeah. And she tries to, to go after them, but they're, you know, quickly get out of there as fast as they can mm-hmm. um, with <laughs> with uh, Roger almost getting left behind. <laughs> yeah, poor thing. <laughs> ah, save the droid. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I love the awesome battle that transpires outside of the wheel. Um, and I, but I felt very bad for the random passersby that were, I know. <laughs> they were, were only trying to make their way to whatever they were doing. You know, <laughs> I did notice in the early episodes of this show, they would always make it a point to show if a character looked like they might have fallen from a certain height or a character looked like they might have been killed. They always made it a point to show that they didn't. You know, yeah, yeah, that they were still okay. Um, in this, in the last couple episodes, I noticed they they kind of stopped doing that. There was a scene where Dengar literally threw a guy out of the cloud car, you know, in Cloud City. Mm-hmm. Oh, is, he did the Willem the, the Wil- Wilhelm screen. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't think that guy could survive that, you know. Like, no. and then you have you know this where yeah, she's flying through you know the traffic um, and literally just blowing ships up and. It bothers Cordy. You know, she looks at Xander and she's like, Xander, you know, like we, we have to get her away from these innocent people. Um, so, yeah, they're they're not doing as much to kind of not that it's violent because it's obviously, you know, it's Lego bricks. So there's no violence involved. But just the idea that these these uh, people are getting taken out. Is kind yeah. Of like, oh, wow. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're not <laughs> making it as, um, you know, I don't even know the right word because I was going to say not as family friendly, but it's very family friendly. It's right. Just in a in a way that they're they're not shying away from making it seem like characters may have not survived. Right. Yeah. And then Xander ends up besting her by turning the ship around and cutting off her wings, I guess. And uh, she's just there tumbling around as they fly out into hyperspace. And they actually have the chance to uh zap her as well, but they didn't take that chance. They just went straight into hyperspace yeah i love that scene it was such a cool move you know where xander he's like here's our counter proposal sith yeah and he flies off and you can see one of their engines is smoking and it comes back around the animation was great you know and then he kind of he makes it so like the i don't know what you would call it but some bait i guess the bay doors that are on the top of the ship kind of are open Mm -hmm, and the way mm -hmm. he flies it in it takes her takes her wings out so it was it was really cool, uh, a really well done scene there. Yeah, definitely agree. And they're they end up actually having to drop out of hyperspace soon after because a vital piece comes off of the ship, and they land on Takodana, which is awesome. Because I honestly didn't notice the the I mean like I didn't compare the two uh, planets, you know, from the one that we saw in 
the Force Awakens to to the one that we see here. And I'm like, where are they? Where did they land? <laughs> so I'm trying to figure it all out. And then you see certain characters and you're like, wait a second. <laughs> They're on Takodana. That's so awesome. Well, when I first saw the kind of the thugs that show up, you have the one guy who's very, you know, recognizable as at least the same species as that character from The Force Awakens. Right. You know, who, who has the horns kind of on his chin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I was thinking, oh, well, that's really cool that they they used that same species, not even thinking that they were on Takodana. Mm. Um, I, I, like you, didn't recognize it right away. Um, it wasn't until they showed Maz who, until I was like, oh, okay, I'm putting it together that they're actually in her castle, they're on Takodana. But I, until they got there, I was kind of with you. I would just thought it was another random planet. Right, yeah, with some thugs on, on it or trying to, you know, get resources from the planet or whatever. And Xander, I, I love that when Xander crash lands, he's like, Xander Freemaker, superstar pilot guy. <laughs> <laughs> he always comes up with this, these random phrases. These cool titles for himself. Yeah, for himself. <laughs> yep, he's that kind of guy. Yeah, and I love that we actually do get to see Maz and she's there just sitting um i don't think she was in conversation with anyone but she it just passes by her and then we go straight to this other character who's hiding in the shadows and oh man i freaked out yeah <laughs> more than seeing maz which is Who i love maz kanada it was hondo onaka <laughs> it was amazing <laughs> two characters i was not expecting to see in the show I mean, Hondo makes sense, I guess, you know, but I never expected to see Maz. No. But the fact that they're both in it and it's, you know, together, they're both at the castle. They apparently are, you know, acquaintances. I was I was going to say friends. Uh, but it make you know, they're both pirates. So I guess it would make sense they'd kind of both hang out in the same spots. Right. But yeah, that's yeah. so cool to think. I know this show isn't, you know, canon per se, but they are kind of trying to keep it in continuity. So in my mind, until this... Until these events are, you know, are uh, overwritten by something else or conflicted by some other canon source, in my head canon, this happened. Oh, you know, yeah, this, this totally happened. <laughs> Maz, Maz and Hondo are buddies. You know, they, they, you know, they have hung out at Maz's castle and have met the Freemakers. That's all. That's in my head canon. <laughs> and, yeah, my, my head canon is that she does actually, in fact, throw cups at him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like the line where he said something about hiding the mugs next time or something. Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she threw threw mugs at his head, I think, twice and then just, you know, hit him a few times with the mug as well. Right. Yeah. And then Xander is just like, you know, Crash is way overstating it. More like tap, even kiss. <laughs> that line made me laugh so much. <laughs> Um, but oh, yeah, uh, oh, we missed the one line though that I loved on their flight over when Roger realizes that the the that the Jedi were not the bad guys in the Clone Wars and that the battle droids <laughs> were the bad guys. <laughs> I love. I was cracking up at that part. Oh yeah, he realizes that he that they were in fact the droids were the bad guys, right, and he like, ends up. Was he ends up resetting his memory? Yeah, he's or something about to like overheat. That. He's like, I can't take this. I'm gonna overheat. So he like, yeah, his head kind of tilts to the side, and, <laughs> and then he oh, just resets. Uh, I wish I could do that on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah. So that was yeah. I didn't want to miss that. That was a that was a, definitely a funny line. Yeah. Yeah. 
and but back um, yeah back to Maz's castle so we yeah. get we get um Hondo we get Maz I thought you know I know this isn't right but maybe the the character was supposed to but there was a character in the background that looked very much like Asajj Ventress to me oh well. I thought I saw that too I saw what looked like Asajj I'm like well it's past Empire Strikes Back so no I don't think this is her no maybe it was purposely put there kind of as just an easter egg or a character that was meant to look like her obviously uh, she wouldn't be there no uh, based no. on events of a certain novel but yeah, I just thought that was interesting. I actually rewound it and kind of paused, and I'm looking at him like, yeah, it looks a lot like Ventress. <laughs> yeah, and and I love that Cordy steps in out of nowhere, just doing her regular spiel of who she is and what they do. And she's like, Cordy Freemaker, Freemaker Salvage and Repair. You probably heard of us. You need something, anything. Hire us, and we'll get it for you. Satisfaction guaranteed. Guarantee not actual or binding. <laughs> <laughs> Did you memorize all that? <laughs> no, I wrote it down. Okay. I really love that. that I was going to say, that was very impressive, Jonah Marie. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I love that. Guarantee not actual or binding. <laughs> <laughs> and Honda, I, I kind of, I think I kind of like her or something like that. Yeah, I, I almost I like, like you. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, Hanjo, we've seen him in Clone Wars, in Star Wars Rebels, and now in Freemaker Adventures. And I have to say, in Star Wars Rebels, he's very laid back. He's not as uh, businessy or wanting to, like, break people's necks in, in in, in that show. But here, he's, like, back to being his Clone Wars self, where he has, you know, he, he will put people's lives on the line just for... Uh, you know, a couple of credits. And I thought that was very interesting though. I mean, obviously they're just not, I guess they're sticking to the, that type of Hondo, but I just thought Hondo in Star Wars Rebels was a bit lighter, a bit funnier, um, yeah. more like a grandpa. <laughs> I don't really see the good in Hondo. Like to me, he's one of those guys that, you know, he's going to act like he's your friend because that's what is most profitable for him yeah, at for the him. moment. Yeah. Even in his like, you know, in Rebels where it seems like he's kind of buddy buddy with Ezra and I I really think he's gonna always be I think what really solidified it for me was in the Clone Wars when he was trying to get the, the Jedi kids with oh, the, yes. the lightsaber crystals. Yeah. Like they were going after those kids like wanting to kill them. Yeah. And yeah, he yeah. was he was not holding back. So like I feel like that's the real Hondo. And he is this cutthroat pirate, but he's gonna be kinda like, you know, Captain Silver from you know Treasure Island you know he's mm-hmm. he's your best friend until he's not your best friend right yeah so yeah i think it's a i think it's a pretty good representation of him <laughs> <laughs> and and then yeah hondo ends up sending them to the third moon so that they can collect these golden orbs and they have no choice but to to follow through with that and then we find that this moon actually has Varactyls. Yes, Varactyls. We yeah, got. It. Yeah, we're getting uh, a lot of cool creatures um, in the in this series. Uh, we've already seen. Um, oh, what was it? We saw. We saw a couple like the Ackley. Yeah, that's saw right. In, yeah. We saw an Ackley, and I think we even saw the Nexu. Nexu. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. We're all, getting, all the prequel creatures. Yeah, we're getting a lot of the cool creatures here and the Vractal is is uh one of my favorites from the prequels. So it was cool to see not just one, but like a whole ton of them, babies, adults. You know, it was that was a, a pretty cool visual. I want the pl- I want the baby plush toy. <laughs> right? What they need it's to do so is cute. sell a baby plush 
that fits inside of a like a a purple a, a golden egg. egg. Yes. <gasps> oh my gosh, that would be amazing. You can have like this golden circle, you know, kind of plush, and then it opens up, and then there's like this baby uh, varactyl inside. Yeah. yeah. And then when you squeeze it, it sounds like a little cat. That could be the next uh, Star Wars Celebration exclusive. Uh, yes. There's a free idea for you guys. <laughs> I will buy it. Jonah Marie will buy it too. I will buy it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Grabala actually back at the wheel. Grabala arrives and with his gang trying to capture the Freemakers. And of course, they're not there. They only find Nare. And they actually end up striking up a deal together. Yes. Yeah. We get the... Uh, the confrontation there, um, we get the Toydarian who does he misses his cue, so that was yes. good. <laughs> I want to see how they continue to use that throughout. They need to keep that gag up. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> I want to know that character's name. Does he have a name? Do we know that yet? Um, I believe he does, okay. but I don't remember at the moment. <laughs> but yeah, so we get that gag, and then um, yeah, they have they strike a deal. And, you know, I like how he, he seals the deal. Scary lady, you got yourself a deal. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was uh, – so now we kind of know where where her story is going to go, you know, as far as, um, you know, her cover's been blown. Now she's teaming up with someone that she thinks can help her. Uh, so, yep, she's going to she's gonna still be hunting them down, I think, for a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And Back of the Moon, I really like that. Rowan realized that these eggs, I almost thought that he was going to have an Ezra moment where he was going to communicate with the animals in some way. That would have been um, almost too Ezra-like, no, you know? Too, yeah, too much. I already feel like, you know, some shades of Ezra with Rowan, so yeah, I'm glad yeah. they didn't go there. No, no. and But he does realize that these eggs are important to the Varactyls and... Um, and they you know, he's trying to protect his family just like they're trying to protect theirs. So that was, that was great that he came up to Hondo and stood up to him and said, no, we're not going to give you those eggs. So, so where did you, how, how fast did you pick up on the fact that they were eggs? I picked up on it when the creatures went in that, in that moment where he mentioned family and that's when I realized, oh, the creatures are wanting those e- those those things because they're actually eggs. And I remember saying it out loud. I'm like, oh my god, they're eggs. Yeah, <laughs> I had the same kind of moment. You know, I don't, I didn't pick it up as fast as maybe other people did. I I was kind of thinking, oh, you know, there's these you know golden orbs and they're gonna be worth all this money. And then I'm like, oh yeah, wait, these are you know kind of, probably about <laughs> the same time you figured it out. I was just like, oh, these are eggs. That makes yeah. sense. Why didn't I pick that up? You know, earlier. Um, but yeah, so they, like you said, he does stand up to Hondo, which, uh, we were talking about in the last episode where he's really starting to show his strength, you know, as young as he is, you know, he's willing to kind of stand up for himself and his family. So it's, uh, he's definitely going to be a strong character. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and it impresses Maz. She, she's impressed by the fact that he did that and, that he stuck to his beliefs and his principles, and um, she ends up rewarding him with exactly what he was looking for because he had sensed it earlier in the episode when he saw that the doorway to her little, I guess, office, you would say, uh, was was calling to him, and he knew there was something there. And so she ends up rewarding him with a Kyber Saber crystal. 
Of all she, things, right? Yeah, of all things. Was yeah, that... something that she found in Rhodia that she thought was just a pretty rock. <laughs> yes, they are getting pretty lucky with these kyber crystals. Yeah. These kyber saber crystals. They, um, they just happen to be in the right place at the right time for a lot of these things. Um, but yes, she does. And I kind of thought it was a little odd, you know, if you, if you think too much into it, which I like to do, the, <laughs> the fact that, you know, someone like her who is, you know, you know, very, very well versed in the ways of the force and probably knows kind of, I know she acted like she didn't really know what it was, but she probably knows oh, the, she probably knew. the story yeah. behind it and the power that it contains. And the fact that she was willing to just to kind of hand it over to some kid that she just met was like, okay, you know, I don't know. But, you know, she probably has such a good sense in the force that she can feel, you know, that there's not a danger in handing it over to Rowan. Right. And she definitely knows more than she lets on because then at the very end, she informs him that when if he's desperate that and he needs to contact someone, that he needs to find the maker of Zoe. Yes, seek so out she the does, maker she, of Zoe. Zoe. Yeah, so she knows stuff that not even we know about (laughs) right that was a cryptic drop there at the end i was just like whoa what is that all about and then i noticed today leland chi um he had a tweet that kind of quoted that oh did he i think i probably favorited it not knowing what that went (laughs) so someone like leland chi you know i feel like there's there's more to that you know he's not going to just send out you know you get the cryptic line in the in the episode but then you know, to have him kind of reinforce it, you know, like, hey, remember when this character said this? Yeah. Um, it makes me think it connects to something or there, there's going to be a mystery that's ahead of us that that line is going to connect to. So, I wonder, I, that'd be interesting if they tap into uh, more of the mythology in there. Or it just ends up being a droid named Zoe. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank the maker. Yeah. Um, One more thing about Maz, I really love that Gray Griffin, who does Nare, also voiced Maz. Yes, that was uh, another. As soon as the episode ended, I wanted to see who voiced uh, Maz, and you're right, it it was Gray Griffin. So that was uh, that was kind of cool for her to, you know, voice both ends of the spectrum there on dark, dark and light side. And she did a great impression too. Oh, you couldn't tell. Yeah, you couldn't tell at all that it was the same voice actress. Yeah, yeah. So that was yeah, that was pretty cool. But yeah, these these two episodes were awesome. Like uh I really like the stuff with uh Grabala and, you know, Ram and Bash and Dengar and you know, the fact that they were kind of all through these episodes, plus we get to see um Nare, you know, in battle, which was really cool to see. We don't get a lot of that in this show, uh with lightsabers and things like that. And then, you know, we got Boba Fett, we got Maz, we got Hondo. Hondo. It's like they're really, I feel like they're really giving us a lot and it's really raising kind of the expectations for future episodes. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Each episode becomes better and better. So um, where can they go from here? Where Who else I, are they going to give us? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Captain Rex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rex, uh, we'll get a Cad Bane maybe. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? People want Cad Bane to be on Star Wars Rebels so badly. It'd be great if he appeared in Freemaker Adventures. Right. So, yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. I know it's going to be sad. I like I can't believe we've already watched 8 episodes of this show. Yeah. And, yeah, it's you know, which means very we're down to it looks I think the last 5 
you know, five more episodes to go. So it's kind of sad that it's going to be over so quickly. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't know what the schedule is or if it's going to be five straight weeks or if they're going to have some breaks, but, um, and I really, really hope that, uh, it gets, you know, a, a second season. So me too. I, I really want to, uh, want the story to continue. And I feel like a lot of people are still not following the show very much because of the fact that it's Lego and that it's, you know, just humor or something on the side, but it's really interesting stuff. And I, I love the story and I love the characters with the humor added. It just makes it more fun. And, oh man, I wish more people would watch it. I know. Um, I've, I've noticed that too. You don't hear a lot of people talking about it. Like with shows like rebels and the clone wars, whenever there'd be an episode, there'd be people, you know, live tweeting it and, all this conversation surrounding it in this show and probably something to do with, you know, the time that it airs as well. Yeah. 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 You know, it's on a Monday, 10 AM, you know, most people are at work at that time. So it's not, you know, the greatest time slot for it. If, you know, if you're looking for the more adult viewers, um, I guess maybe this time of year it would be good for younger kids, but see my son, you know, he, he would watch the show, but he's not going to watch it without me. Uh, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, he, he's going to wait and watch it anyways later on. But yeah, I don't know. I, I we're doing our part to to kind of <laughs> preach the the gospel of the show and try to you know get it out there and let people know that it's out there and um you know I'm really enjoying it and I was probably one of the biggest not necessarily critics at the beginning because I hadn't seen it yet but just just initially I didn't think I would enjoy a show like this and I really very skeptical I, of it. yeah I was very skeptical but I have been proven wrong I'm gl- <laughs> gladly so um yeah we have to spread the word. Spread the word. And you have to do your Wookiee growl. (laughs) (laughs) You first. Oh, no. I I mentioned that you go first. I have have editing abilities, so I'll just edit in a really good... You know, uh, I actually looked up tutorials on how to do this. Oh, what? I forgot. Because I wanted to make sure, and I still don't do it right. And Because you have to have, like, a certain, like, I don't know. Your throat has to do something very weird. <laughs> and I couldn't do it. I'm like, oh, no, I can't do this. So let's see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's, I can't even follow that. That's way better than what I'm going to do. <laughs> okay, you go first. You go next. All right. <laughs> That's actually really good. I feel like that's something that's either like a Tuscan Raider or Chewbacca or something in between. Well, I'm sure they'll be happy that we did our impressions. <laughs> if I leave it in. No, no, leave it in. I will, I will. Oh, that was great. So you know what's going to happen now. They know they can just request stuff. They're, the next time they'll be like, all right, now we want to hear this. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and we will do it to our to the best of our abilities. All right. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, I think we're good on uh, wrapping this episode up. What do you think? I think so as well. So do we finally have uh, a line to end this with? We we got a couple of suggestions. Okay. Did you, did you see them? No, I didn't. I didn't get oh, a chance okay. to see them. All right. Let me um, – I actually have to open – I have to open Twitter because that's where the suggestions came from. We got a, we got a suggestion from Leland Chi. Oh, no way. <laughs> <laughs> he said it's from a future episode and I asked him to DM it to us and he did 
Oh, I remember that conversation. But he didn't yeah. give me any kind of stipulations on, like, I have to wait until this episode airs. Ah. So I'm assuming that we're allowed to say it. It's just that's, a line. Yeah, let's say it. It's but not it a says, story. the Freemakers fly together or they don't fly at all. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so that is from Leland Chi. And we also got another suggestion from our friend and listener, Amy. Amy. Yay! Amy Nalen. Mm-hmm. And she said, <laughs> she says, I don't know, I don't know if she can compete with Mr. Leland Chi, but my <laughs> daughter came up with a closing phrase for the podcast along the lines of, remember what happens when you mess with the Freemakers. Oh, so, I love that too. Or, or a secondary suggestion, don't mess with the Freemakers, said like Rowan. And then she says, we love your show. So thank you, Amy. Yeah, thanks, Amy. So, <laughs> <laughs> and her daughter as well. Yes. So, yes, yeah, so we have Leland Chi's suggestion, which is the Freemakers fly together or they don't fly at all. Or we can go with Amy's daughter. Don't mess with the Freemakers. We or... can combine those two. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you do it. Oh, wait, no, I need to write it down. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> I say we, we could use both, but we could alternate maybe. Yeah, let's yeah. alternate. Like yeah. One episode will do one, one... One episode will do another. Maybe if we can actually get the audio clip of, of the characters saying the uh, the Freemakers fly together, they don't fly at all. That would be kind of cool too. Oh, that would be awesome! Yeah. So. So yeah, let's go with Leland's, and then we'll stick with Amy's uh, Amy daughter's suggestion for next week. <laughs> all right. So. so I will I will uh, kind of talk us out, and then you can finish off with that. Cool. All right. So. As usual, you can leave us a review on iTunes. We really appreciate the reviews that we've already gotten. If you are listening to our show and you enjoy it, we'd love for you to head on over to iTunes. Leave us a nice five-star review. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash starscavengers. We're on Twitter, at starscavengers. You can send us an email, starscavengers at gmail.com. And you can find all of our episodes on our website, www.starscavengers.com. And until next time... Freemakers fly together or they don't fly at all. Cool, cool. Cool beans. So we got our our out from Leland Chi and we did Wookiee impressions for <laughs> Bill and Bob. Bill and Bob. <laughs> <laughs> they better name characters after us in season two. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Not Ram and Bash. <laughs>